Okay, I want to welcome all of you to another special edition of the Q on One podcast on the Talk to Q radio show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And I'm being joined by a special guest who is no stranger to T2Q. She's an award-winning blogger from Ottawa, Canada, one half of the Sex Love Chat podcast. From the pages of the single dating, excuse me, the pages of singledatingdiva.com, Please welcome Susie to the Q on One podcast. Susie, how's it going? Hi, Q. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and it's glad glad to have you back on. Um, I also want to mention that today's podcast is brought to you by the award-winning Aussie author Truth Devour. Score her newest book, Wanting, on Amazon today. And what's been going on with you in SingleDatingDiva.com and the Sex Love Chat podcast? Oh, lots of exciting things going on at Single Dating Diva. Um, keep growing and growing and growing, and uh, it's very exciting. I've, I've had uh, a lot of TV appearances and uh, radio appearances as well, and just kind of growing the business, working with some um, great new clients, and uh, I'll be part of a, a speaker series as well later in June. Um, so lots of lots of fun stuff. The sex love chat always fun. Uh, people love participating as well in our Wednesday chats and our podcast. Again, keeps getting better and better. And uh, we we're talking about a lot of uh, up to date information and and looking at kind of the trends going on today. So it's a lot of fun to do all of this because we we're both Mary and I are both kind of. Um, nerds in a sense. We love to read and we love to learn new things and look at the studies and what's going on and what's trending and we love sharing that with our listeners. So it's great. Okay. Okay. Well that's great. I love participating on the Wednesday chats whenever I can. You all seem to have a lot of fun doing that and a lot of participation, which is cool. Yeah. Um all right, so let's jump right into it. You know, we're on today because I just want to discuss some of the things that you blog about um, over at singledatingdiva.com regarding being single. And now, now being single is not necessarily a bad thing, right? I mean, is it possible Is it possible to be happily single, I guess is my first question. Of course, and that's something I, I keep repeating everywhere I go. Single is not a bad word. Um, we kind of have grown up in, in, in our society to think of being single as something that's that's negative, but really it's not. Uh, it's not a bad thing. I mean, we all want companionship and, and we all want love and we all want, you know, our happily ever afters, but right. at the same time, we have to be happily single and it is possible. It's all your frame of mind. And what I, what I tell singles is that use this opportunity for growth and to learn more about yourself and to make yourself a healthy whole partner uh, get you know take care of your baggage and take care of all the issues that you have and you know get healthy all those things so that you're an ideal partner for whoever comes because you don't want um, to look for someone who will carry your baggage that's I've written about that before that's huge pet peeve of mine we're not looking for someone to, you know, carry our baggage and to make us a better person. We have to be that great partner. And then we'll attract a healthy, great partner as well who's, you know, who will walk together hand in hand in the same direction. We're not leaning on each other. You know, and it's very important. I think the, this day and age, it's very important to celebrate being single and 
find the right partner and not just settle for um, second best. Okay. Now, as just a side question, do you think some people celebrate it a little too much? I mean, you have some people who seem to embrace it and they wind up just wasting other people's time. Like they really have no interest in being in a relationship, even though they may act like they do. Oh, I completely agree. Like a lot of people, I think a lot of people say they want relationships, but they really don't. They really like being single. And I always tell people, just be honest about your intentions and your expectations. Because when you are, when you tell somebody, listen, I'm not looking for a relationship, I, but I, I'd love to date you and enjoy each other's company and, you know, see where it goes. And uh, that way it's, it's on the person that you're dating. Like you told them in advance that, okay, I'm not looking for a relationship. Right. Like don't, don't waste people's time. And there's enough people out there who also don't want a relationship that you can date. But I think it's the challenge too. Like I call them relationship teases. You know, they want all the be benefit of a relationship, all the good stuff, exactly. but they don't want the responsibility or commitment of a relationship. Exactly. And, and I, there's I, a lot of those out there right now. Yeah, I was going to say, and I think that's why they aren't necessarily honest with you because they want your 100%, mm -hmm. but they don't want to give it in return. Yeah. So, all right. So, I mean, you, you mentioned honesty. Honesty goes a long way in relationships. However, is it hard for some people to be honest with you because they're not honest with themselves first? Oh, very much so. I mean, honesty is a value. And if, if it's not a value that you take on yourself, then how are you going to um, have it with other people? Like honesty, if you're honest with yourself and, and really reflect about what you want and what you're looking for and what you have to offer to somebody – then you're able to be that better partner to someone else and you, you can be honest with that other person. Um, it's very important. Like it, for me, um, it's, been, it's been such a learning process for me too. Uh, it took me a while to actually realize where I was at and to be honest with myself and to kind of, for it to click with me, you know, for the longest time I, I was emotionally unavailable uh, after my divorce and I didn't really realize it. I was looking for relationships, but really I was dating the wrong people because I knew they wouldn't commit to me, right? And that made that was kind of easy for me. Right. They were they were the they were the uh the bad ones. They were the assholes and I was, you know, the innocent one, but in reality I actually chose them on purpose. So when I finally realized that, I was able to make take care of my own baggage mm -hmm. and then make better dating choices and and honesty is very important in that sense okay all right so like with me i'm 43 years old all right and dating is a little different for me well not a little dating is a lot different than when i was 20 something of course um but as far as that like 35 year old range and up What's the hardest thing about being 35 years and older and still being in the dating game? What's really hard is that we have, um, we have the old dating mentality, the old dating experience pre-internet, mm -hmm. um, but we were thrown into this new digital age uh, of dating. And so we're trying to apply both and fit into both. 
And that's what makes it so challenging because people, the younger generations aren't having as much difficulty because um, this is all normal for them, this digital age dating. But for us, we, we grew up in the days before even cell phones, you know, we had we, the old fashioned way of meeting people, you pick right. up the phone and you talk to somebody, you know, you go on a traditional date. There's none of this online dating business. Um, so right now, and you didn't have to worry about, you know, the person you're dating has like thousands of other options because they can just go on plenty of fish and put up a profile or go on Tinder or whatever. And right there, they'll have so many options. Not that they're viable options and not that they're good options, but they're options. They give you the impression and the illusion that, oh, look, I'm attractive. Like, all these people liked me. Yeah, well, yeah. And I would say that's a good point because, you know, we're we're bombarded with hot bodies and people who give off this certain aura about themselves on Facebook, even though it's completely false, um, and on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. Then we see everything on TV. Um, I mean, social media has kind of raised our expectations, hasn't it? Like you said, it gives you the illusion that there are plenty of people out there for you when they're really not. Yeah, exactly. And and it's really, it's just, it's you're bombarded. You're right. And that's a great word for it. It's in your face all the time. And, you know, on Facebook, people putting... You know, oh, I love my boyfriend. My husband's so wonderful, or my girlfriend's this right, so right, hot. Right, right. And and look at what I wore today, and look what I. Nobody puts bad pictures of themselves on Facebook. Nobody talks about how crappy their life is unless they're looking for attention. Yeah. You know, so it makes people feel insecure, and it makes people feel less than normal when uh, when you go on social media. But you have to take everything with a grain of salt. And just like you have to take online dating with a grain of salt, you get what you put in, but at the same time, okay, I'll go, I could go on Tinder right now and I'll get 40 matches, no problem. But what does it actually mean? Probably five of those will actually talk to me. Maybe one or two will ask me out on a date. Like, so let's put it into perspective. And even out of those two, we probably won't connect or we won't have chemistry or you don't know just because you've got the options doesn't mean they're real options just because you go on an online dating site and like 30 people tell you you're hot means absolutely nothing like come on get be real people like you know what like people want to hear how hot they are and that all these people think they're attractive and Mm -hmm. all this stuff but it's really it's not real it really isn't real. Like, I think we need to go back to kind of the realistic type of, of dating. And that's why I tell people to take it offline. You know, it's hard, it's hard now to meet someone offline. It's a lot harder than meeting online. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, okay, meet online, but meet in person as soon as possible. Because take it offline as quickly as possible. Because that's where the magic happens. And that's where the reality is and that's where you'll see if someone really wants to be with you or, or doesn't, like their actions, their words. Like anyone could type anything into uh, their dating profile and they could type anything into a message and in your text. But what, is, what are their actions? And, and you need to take it offline to find out if this person is actually compatible with you. Exactly. Because um, we all kind of have what I like to call, I guess, that, that chat room mentality when it comes to social media, where you almost feel like 
there's a shroud of anonymity, you know, that you can say things that, that are not true. Um, you, you just have social media muscles, so to speak, because it, it's funny how I look at Facebook sometimes, and these are people that I know, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know that's not true, or you know you really don't believe that, or really don't do that. But, you know, to them, it's just Facebook. It's, it's just entertainment. Yet, when they see other people put stuff out there, they take it to heart like it's true. And so, I, I don't understand. But, I mean, you would think that people maybe 35 and over would know what they want out of a relationship. So, why do you think that some are confused? Because I've encountered some who are confused. Because I know exactly what I want, but it's difficult finding someone who knows what they want. Uh, I think it's about um, when you're 35 and over, you're at a different stage in your life. So um, there's one there's one subset that's divorced and, you know, they don't want to make the same mistake again. Right. So, you know, they're gun shy or, or they're so happy that they're finally free that they don't want to be settled, <laughs> you know, settle down for a while. No, don't take me back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, you know, they have young children or, or whatever. Um, there's also the other subset that has never been in an actual relationship before, and nor do they really want to be in one. Uh, so there's that subset. And then there's a subset of, you know, I've waited this long, so I want to make sure I have the right person. They're looking, and they've been looking and looking and looking, and they're just having a hard time. Um, it's just because we're kind of set in our ways at this point, you know, we've got our careers in order or, or you, you hope, um, you know, we've got our lives in order and we want to find someone else who also has their lives in order and who has the same values as us and who actually, you know, fits into our life. Like, you know, I always say like dating is finding the missing puzzle piece. Like yeah. that person has to fit in comfortably into your life and you have to fit into their life comfortably as well and the older you get the harder that is because we're more set in, in our ways so that's true yeah that's true and you're definitely right on the values thing um everyone because sometimes you can have um two good people they're just not good for each other because you just have different core values so to speak um and just since i got thrusted back in the dating world after my wife passed away um, I've dated some really nice people, really good people, but we just weren't for each other. You know, we just weren't each other's cup of tea or we had different values as far as what I think is important regarding family or parenting or something like that. It may be different for them. And so, yeah, it's not always necessarily that the person is bad. You just aren't compatible in certain ways. Like you said, it's just the wrong piece of the puzzle. The puzzle doesn't fit. But, um... As far as someone like, you know, it, it, I know you stated on one of your um, blog posts, and I can't remember the title, and I apologize, but um, if someone wants to be with you, they will be. And <laughs> that's very important in a relationship, because having the other person care for you as much as you care for them um, is definitely like the core of a relationship when you think about it. So at what point in a new relationship do you try to determine if the love is being reciprocated? At what point do you say, okay, I'm just not getting what I'm giving? Um, I think at one point, like in the beginning, it's hard. You're just adjusting to each other's lives, obviously, you know. 
Um, but you have to ask yourself, is this person meeting my, my basic needs, my basic human needs? Um, and are they, am I feeling insecure all the time? Uh, do I wonder how they feel? Like you shouldn't even think about it, you know? Um, just think of your, we've been in all sorts of types of dating scenarios and relationships. And the ones that are working, you don't even think twice about it. Yeah. Like I get so many questions from from people who want to, you know, want to know what the their partner is thinking or the person they're dating or whatever. I'm like, you know what? Or if they really want to be with them. I'm like, if you're asking me that question, then exactly. that's your first problem because you shouldn't even be wondering. Mm -hmm. If someone wants to be with you, they'll be with you and you won't even question it. You'll know that that person um, is committed to you and you'll know that that person wants to talk to you because they'll call you and you won't be waiting by the phone for them to call you back and that sort of thing and they'll they'll go out with you they'll introduce you eventually to their family and friends and you know things will progress they won't stay where they are you know those types of things so you will know because if you have to question it then there's a problem because when when things are moving the way they should be, then you're not questioning it at all. It's just going with the flow. So that's what why I say that. I agree, and I think the hardest thing for some people um, is finding trying to figure out when to pull the trigger on that. To where, okay, it's been two months. I'm not really feeling things. It's been five months. I'm not really feeling things. And um, I guess it's a matter of maybe tolerance for that person as far as what they can take. I mean, you don't want to say in two weeks, of course, oh, this person's not doing it for me unless they're just completely awful. But, um, I mean, it's kind of difficult to find that balance. It is. And, I mean, it's it's personal. So you can't really, I can't really say, uh, give a timeline. But mm -hmm. once you start questioning things more than you should, um, and once you start really your your relationship is bringing you anxiety, you know, then, you know, you have to question yourself, like, is this worth my time? Is this person really my missing puzzle piece? Like, are they, are they giving me what I need? Are my needs fulfilled in this, um, in this situation? Uh, and if you're, if you keep consistently saying no, then there's your answer. I mean, I don't. I don't really think there's a time limit for that. I, I don't know about you. What do you think? I don't. I don't know if there can be a limit or not. I guess it just depends on your tolerance level, and also it may depend on your age. If you're in your twenties, you may be a little more patient than someone who's you know in their thirties. Uh, so, but I guess at some point when you start to feel like you're not getting a return on your investment, so to speak. Because with relationships, it's give and take. And if you're constantly giving and not ever receiving, I think when, when it gets to the point that it bothers you, you have to step away, you know, and say, okay, um, I'm, I'm not doing this. Because so, I've been in relationships where, I, I mean, there's no question. Every day I never had to wonder if this person cared for me, you know. But I've also been in relationships where it's like, okay, what are you doing? We're supposed to be dating. You know, so, I mean, you kind of have to just determine how much of it you can take. Like you said, there's no timeline, but commit to walking away if that's the case. Don't think that just because you've been dating for three, 
four, six, eight months or whatever that, well, I have all this time under my belt. I might as well try to see if things change. No, it's not going to change. No. You know, walk away or you're going to miss a situation two or three years down the road where you're saying the same thing. So yeah. I definitely I, think you have to be committed to walking away if that's the case. Yeah, go with your gut. You know, you know when something feels off or if something feels right. Like it's it's really, um, it's to you. Like, you know, go with your gut. And if you feel that something right for you be afraid of being single again you know i know it's like i hate i personally hate the beginning stages of a relationship because you're getting to know each other and get setting boundaries and you know that sort of thing and you're still not sure where they stand and you know and, and i know it's not easy i mean dating is fun and i i love going out and meeting people but at the right. same time I, I i totally appreciate the challenges that come with you know, meeting someone new and trying to make something work. So I know it's hard, but at the same time, it's better to go through that than be in a wrong relationship that's going to make you unhappy in the long term. That's true. All right. So last question. I'll get you out of here on this. Mm-hmm. Um, are people, are, well, some people, are some people afraid of happiness? I mean, are there some people who think that it's easier to avoid living up to expectations so they just kind of sabotage every relationship they get in? I truly believe so. Um, I think people self-sabotage all the time. And um, I was guilty of it for a long time. And I think uh, they are afraid of happiness. They're afraid of things not working out, you know, especially if you've been in failed relationships, mm-hmm. um, especially if you've been through a divorce you're really, really afraid of what it means um, to be in a new relationship and and to fail again. Uh, Also, people who like their freedom and they're afraid of losing their freedom, um, they're afraid of happiness as well. Uh, But freedom comes with a really good... When you're in the right relationship, you actually have more freedom and happiness than, than when you're alone, actually. People don't realize that. But... But when you're in the right relationship, then happiness just happens and freedom happens and commitment happens and it just falls into place comfortably. And uh, anything else you, ha- you would have to question. But I think you're like, I, I do think people are uh, afraid of happiness and they, it's, but that's baggage that they need to take care of. Uh, before they actually get to dating instead of ruining other people's happiness from their problems. <laughs> yeah, and that's just not what we do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's just not what we do. We just thrust ourselves onto the next person, and um, it's just a vicious cycle, unfortunately. Then that person gets corrupted. But, um, I mean, all we can do is try and, like we said earlier, be honest with ourselves um, handle any past baggage that we may have. And um, it helps to, you know, visit singledatingdiva.com to get some tips. And so uh, what's on the horizon for singledatingdiva.com and the Sex Love Chat podcast? Well, um, a lot of great new uh, topics coming up. Um, we have uh, a couple more podcasts left for this season, and then we're, uh, we'll be back in, in the fall. Um, I'm part of a panel speaking series as well coming up. Uh, you could find out more on my website. And uh, I'll be doing some more TV appearances as well. So 
check, I'll, I'll put everything that I do, I'll post on my site and on my social media. So come on down to singledatingdiva.com and uh, check it all out and you can subscribe and uh, also uh, like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter and join us on Sex Love Chat on Wednesday uh, nights for great topics, great people. And uh, yeah, so there you go. Thank you so much, Q. Okay, yeah, and thank you for joining the show. My thanks to Susie from the from singledatingdiva.com and the Sex Love Chat Podcast. Uh, she's one of my favorite people, my wife from another life. So. <laughs> Big kisses. <laughs> so I appreciate you taking the time to join the show and um, have this discussion with me. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, thank you to your listeners for listening in. Uh, hopefully, they found it useful and got some good information. Oh, yeah, most definitely. All right, and my thanks to TruthDevour.com. Pick up your copy of the book, Wanting, now on Amazon, or visit TruthDevour.com. The Talk to Q radio show can be heard live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern. Go to TalkToQ.com for more information or search for T2Q on Facebook and Twitter. Everyone have a good day. Peace out. From the Enigma series comes the contemporary romantic trilogy by author Truth Devour. Wanton, the winner of the LA Book Festival Romance category is the first book in the trilogy that will get your heart pumping from the start. This is no ordinary love story. Its depth of range eloquently transitions moods from sexually electrifying to nostalgic to existential. An unforgettable journey which will leave you pleasurably aching for more. If it feels so good loving the wrong person, imagine how wonderful it's going to be when you love the right one. Now is your time. Truth Devour. www.truthdevour.com